just positives and negatives of, of the system. The negative, I think, is is that the producer gets gets a bit lost in the integrated system. Um, I think the producer is the most important element of the system. When we look at the quality and the safety of the food that ends in the, the supermarket shelf, it's the producer who is the greatest influence on this. So I think they should be top of the pyramid of importance. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Pig Edge, Chagas's pig podcast with me, Amy Quinn. The Spanish pig sector has sparked a lot of interest over here in the past number of years for lots of reasons. It's shown impressively fast growth to become the largest pork producer in Europe. It's demonstrated remarkable resilience during the recent financial crisis, with only a slight reduction in herd size. The scale of its vertically integrated systems, as well as its continually strong pig prices, so with this in mind, representatives of the Chagas Pig Stakeholder Group recently travelled to Spain on a study trip to find out firsthand what we need to know about the industry. So on this episode, I'm joined by Jason McGrath, a pig farmer from Waterford, who travelled as part of the group. Before delving into the trip, I first asked Jason to tell us a little bit about his business. I'm running uh, Ashley Farms down in County Waterford. I run the business with my brother Ken. Um, it started maybe back in the 60s, where my mom and dad, Jim and Eleanor, built it up from a couple of sows up to uh, 1,800 sows today. We operate um, 1,400 sows on two production farms from uh, breeding to finish. And we have one nucleus farm with 400 purebreds where we breed uh, F1s for ourselves and for some Danish genetic customers. We also run a feed mill and produce um, and deliver all our own feed. And we have a small scale AD where we do some trial work for environmental purposes and new innovation for the pig sector and wider egg sector. So as well as the anaerobic digestion, you kind of have a strong focus on sustainability on the farms, don't you? Yes, we try and put sustainability to the forefront of what we're doing because we see that as the future. Um, we, we run um, a slurry cooling system as well, which is very economical for the farm and, and as well good for the environment. So I think it's it's important to have sustainability at the forefront. Jason, you were recently part of a study trip to Spain. Can you tell us a bit about the trip? Yeah, the trip was part of the Chagas Stakeholders Group, which meet a couple of times throughout the year. Um, on the trip, there was 14 people took part in it. Six producers in Ireland, uh, six from the Chagas uh, research and advisory group and there was two representing the IFA with a with a pig background as well. The um, the reason for the trip was to just gain a bit better understanding of the Spanish uh, pig industry. It's expanded rapidly over the last number of years and just to see how, how things are operating there in the ground and it was very well organized from Edgar from Chagas and our host in Spain was uh, Pedro from Pig Tree Tree Tree. There's been a lot of interest, I suppose, in the Spanish sector over the past number of years. Did you go over there with any preconceptions about the sector? Uh, no, not really. It was my first time being in Spain to see pigs, so I didn't really know what to expect. I was obviously aware that they had a huge expansion the last couple of years and that they're running over two and a half million sows. So I was interested to see what this was looked like. And to be honest, I was quite shocked what we saw on the ground when we got there. Um there was one area where we were on the way to Jeddah, which had, I think, in 150 kilometer radius, had uh, 1.2 million sows and 36 million finishers, which was incredible, really. Um, and it was very interesting and, and commented by a lot of people on the group. We were in the in that city, which is probably the size of Cork. And in the middle of the city, we could actually smell pigs, uh, which was quite bizarre. Yeah, it's phenomenal scale over there. 
you visited a number of different units, mills and companies while you're over there. Were there two or three things that really impressed you while you were there? I suppose apart from the scale of, of the industry, the integrated system was something that was that was interesting and new to me, um, particularly the pricing element on, and, and how they do that. Um, so every Thursday, the biggest uh, 50% of the integrate, biggest integrators and 75% of the slaughterhouses meet to agree the price. Uh, before the meeting, the integrators must send in how many pigs they have per week and how many, well, what the average kilos they expect it to be. And then they meet to discuss the price. Uh, the price can only move a max of six cents, either up or down, so somewhere between that. And if they fail to agree the price on the day, an independent body comes in and agrees the price, but that can only happen one week. So if if it happens this week, they have to they have to negotiate uh, and complete a price the following week, which is is quite an interesting system and and maybe something that I'd like to see here as well. Uh, other than that, I think the the models of the farm was very interesting, especially given the scale. A lot of the farm, about a lot of big integrators, which were ranging from maybe 20,000 sows to the biggest was 270,000 sows, have big nucleus farms where they produce F1s and then production farms and then finisher farms. So it's all in three stages. And generally it's it's 3,300 3, sows is the kind of the model of the production farms, which is, is quite big. Um, also, they had a big play on welfare the companies that we met where they looked at freedom farrowing, they looked a lot at uh, co-mingling and trying to reduce the stress around weaning, which I think was was very interesting and kind of innovative, shows how innovative the industry is out there. And was there anything else that really surprised you over there, aside from the scale? Yeah, the the health, I suppose, and, and in particular the PERS outbreak that they're, they're in the middle of at the moment was, was quite surprising. Uh, some of the companies mentioned that they were between 15 and 20% higher mortalities in, in growing pigs and up to 20% in um, sows. And one of the companies had would normally sell 100,000 pigs. Um, this year, they're expecting that would be 82,000. So they have huge losses due to the, the PERS outbreak. Um, another company, Singapore, which we visited on one day, had uh, invested in a quite expensive truck wash system to to clean the trucks the truck drivers had to shower and change and a real tight biosecurity regime and yet the company still at 70 percent of its farms had gone down with powers so even though they're going to extreme lengths it's it's with uh with little success the spanish system it's very integrated um one of the companies i heard had a, something like sixty thousand sows 11 mills slaughter plants 500 shops and a bank and actually even a an insurance company it's quite staggering really is this the direction you'd like to see our industry going uh difficult question to answer amy i suppose there's positives and negative negatives um of, of the system a negative i think is is that the producer gets gets a bit lost in the integrated system. Um, I think the producer is the most important element of the system. Um, when we look at the quality and the safety of the food that ends in the, the food shelf or the, the supermarket shelf, it's the producer who's the greatest influence on this. So I think they should be top of the pyramid of importance. Uh, whereas Spain, it's they're more of a fixed cost and, and just get paid per kilo or per pig. But I think there's a lot to like about how the system works um it's definitely more there's more cohesion between the stakeholders and decisions are made 
probably as a group, uh, one company told us that if, if, if the supermarket decided that they wanted to add value to the product, be it through welfare, that all the main stakeholders sit down, they have a meeting, so that's farmer, veterinarian, mills, uh, processors, and they agree a strategy, and it's it's um, it's very cohesive. And I just think sometimes our system is a, is a bit fragmented. Yeah, it's an interesting approach. From a competitive viewpoint, did you see any advantages or disadvantages that we might have over the Spanish sector? No, I think the the advantage we have would be back to the health again, that we're, we're a, an island nation on the west of Europe, so we should be able to have good health and control our health a lot better than, than mainland Europe. Um, but they definitely have, uh, they definitely reach higher feed, feed or, um, meat prices based on their, their pricing system, and they're a lot more reactive to the market. Uh, whereas we're seem to be a, a bit a bit slower to that, and the feed prices are always going to be lower in in Spain. So, I think there's positives and negatives to the both systems. Aside from the PERS outbreak that you mentioned, what are the current or the future challenges facing the Spanish industry, particularly? I suppose any challenges in common with the Irish industry, and what's their response going to be then? I suppose going forward. Yeah, the zinc oxide ban was was something that was discussed regularly on the trip. Um, I think they kind of did prepare a little bit for it, but it, the zinc came out in in June, and they they also are committed to reducing antibiotics in feed, so they really were left with with probably problems that they had to figure out very quickly. the The traditional system, weaning system in Spain, is that they wean at twenty one days. So they talked a lot about changing that to 28 or maybe even 35 days to combat um, the piglet health around weaning. Also, they talked a lot about the, the cold mingling of litters before weaning and that's loose farrowing concept to help with the, with the weaning. Uh, the environmental challenges, I think, are, are something quite similar as well. While we may be further down the road than the Spanish on that front, um, they seem to have a system where their regulations will be reviewed every two years and they expect in the next review that the lagoons that they have will have to be covered. So I think they'll have significantly more slurry problems going forward and given the scale of the industry, it is something that they will have to combat as well. After the trip, do you think you'd be more or less concerned about the the future growth of the Spanish pig sector? I think in general, given the fact that it's, it's an integrated industry, that the companies are quite strong financially and they probably have a better chance of surviving downturns like we've experienced here in the last 12 or, or 18 months. So I wouldn't worry from that side, but I would worry from a health side. The fact they have this this uh, PERS outbreak at the moment, uh, along with the zinc oxide ban and the reduction in antibiotics, they also seem to be importing a lot of wieners from uh, Europe to fill finisher barns and shackle space. So I would worry that that might add to the cocktail of diseases that they have already. And again, with the environmental constraints uh, coming down on top of them, it might slow down the growth in the industry over the next couple of years. Is there anything that you learned while you were over there that you feel could be used or applied uh, on your farms or something that really gave you food for thought after the trip? It's trips like these that you probably learn as much off the people you're with than than what you see out there. Um, We discussed Food conversion ratio uh, efficiencies a lot with the Spanish model seem to be quite have quite good results in food conversion. So we talked a lot about how they achieve that. Um, so that would be something that I would 
be looking at when once I came home. Um, also the loose loose farrowing, and I have a big interest in that, and to see where their thoughts are or where their designs around that. They talked a lot about six and a half square meters, but the risk of seven and a half. So it's just a bit like us. We're a bit in the dark to see what what the regulations will be. So there was plenty plenty to to talk about and discuss once we got home. Thanks, Jason. Some valuable thoughts there. Sounds like a quite an interesting trip. I suppose the pig industry is always changing and advancing. And as a sector here in Ireland, we're quite adaptable and forward thinking, really. So it's always valuable, I suppose, to look at other countries, particularly the main players such as Spain, to see what we can learn from their system and to see does it have any merit or not in some cases in our industry. Great. Thanks, Amy. That's it for this episode of The Pig Edge. And thanks a million to Jason for joining me on the show. Don't forget to listen and follow on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. And for more information from the Pig Development Department, go to chagas.ie forward slash pigs and follow us on Twitter at at Chagas Pigs. I'm Amy Quinn. Thanks for listening.